Annie, that witch next door, and welcome to Moonday Musings, a mini astrocast every Monday where we take inspiration and dive into the upcoming energy of the cosmos. Oh, hi everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moonday Musings, Moonday Musings. <laughs> already off to it. I am recording on a Mercury day today. By the time you're hearing this, my life is going to be so crazy. Um, And it already, when I'm recording this, it's already begun. It's already really crazy. So I have a very exciting update for the neighborhood today. Um, We are making huge progress and taking a huge step uh, in our venture to move across the country from Colorado to New England. Uh, And we have decided to move out of our house and move in temporarily with my mother-in-law and my father-in-law while we sell our home. And by the time you guys all hear this, uh, it will be, so today is Monday, February 27th. So I will be physically packing all of my home's belongings into a storage pod that will be eventually shipped off to the Upper East Coast. (laughs) And the crazy part is, you know, so we just, my husband and I, we decided this uh, only two weeks before moving out uh, in order to keep on with our, our goal deadline of when we wanted to list and sell our home. And we both we're just going through the logistics uh, late one Friday evening, just a couple weeks before this, and realized, wow, we will benefit so, so, so much more from just being completely out of the house during the actual listing and and showing and selling process, uh, just because... The process is already hard on all of us as a family, obviously, but especially on my daughter and my dog. And I am, my husband and I are really trying to do that parent thing um, that you're supposed to do, (laughs) trying to shoulder the vast, vast majority of the stress and the burden. Um, but no matter what, you know, that stress and that burden is, is going to come down on your dependents and, and your kids and your fur babies, no matter what, during humongous life transition things and ventures like this. Um, and we were just like, you know what, it's going to make it so much easier on all of us mental health wise, especially if we're just out of the house. So even though that was really, really hard on my little fixed sign heart (laughs) to accept that uh, we were moving out of our home a lot, a lot sooner than I had been mentally preparing for, I guess, or like mentally aware of. It's one of those things where you know it's coming 
But then when it comes time to plan these things and you're physically looking at a calendar and all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck, that needs to be like right now. Uh, So been a whirlwind of emotions. I just want all of you to know that like I feel, I genuinely feel all of the love and the support that all of you, all of my wonderful neighbors in this neighborhood send to me. Um, Both in the kind words and texts and messages that y'all reach out to me with of love and support during the craziness of life. Um, But I also just feel it. I feel all of you intentionally sending those vibes out to me. And I just want you to know that they're received and so insanely appreciated. And I hope that you feel that right back from me, both in my content, but just in my, my vibes that I send out to all of you as well. So mainly telling you all this because on Monday, since we're going over our forecast for the week, I want to go over life updates Uh, neighborhood updates, meaning what are we doing this week? What's on the agenda? And for me, the agenda this week is uh, making sure my house is physically empty pretty much and totally and completely ready to be sold basically Um, and getting us settled in to my in-laws. So just so everybody knows, if you couldn't already (laughs) gather this, I have I have no plans to necessarily take a break in work or in my content, but uh, that could happen and I would update you and I would let you all know that. But I just want to thank you in advance for your understanding and your patience and your support during all of this. I know that if I do need to take a break to help us move or whatever that is, um, that I have that support from all of you here. So I really, really, really appreciate that. To answer your all of your question, um, at this time, at least while I'm recording, uh, no, we don't know when we can move to New Hampshire yet. Um, and we have not nailed down an exact area yet. And again, my little fixed sign heart is like pitter-pattering. <laughs> at that because I am a planner and I like to depend on plans. Um, but that's okay. I trust in the process. Uh, we are still waiting to receive and accept the right job offer for my husband. And that ultimately is going to decide where, uh, exactly we want to pinpoint living actually making an offer on a house after we find one, yada, yada, all of that. So, um, that's my personal life update. Uh, if you are curious, I mainly want you to know it so that, you know, things could get a little bit, um, I don't know. You probably wouldn't even notice, but there's a chance, you know, maybe I'll miss a couple emails. If I have to take a break from an episode, I'll let you all know. Um, other than that, everything regularly scheduled programming. Now, this week's agenda for the neighborhood, for all of you listening, I have such a fun week ahead for everybody. I have been so excited about this week ever since I planned it out in the content calendar. Um, We're in Pisces season, my friend, and it 
is a wonderful, wonderful time to really, truly dive into your dreams and your dream work. And it's our intuition strength training in that witch school this week. And I thought that this would be a wonderful, wonderful time to work on dream realm practice with everybody. And I know that this is just a subject that is really popular and a lot of people are interested in anyways. So I was like, you know what? Let's do this everywhere. Let's bring dream work into intuition strength training for that witch school members this week. And let's talk about more dream work on the podcast this week. And I am so excited because if you've been around here for a little while and you remember our previous episode from a year ago, I had the lovely Andrea Morrison of Dream Life Connection on to talk all about dream work um, and, and really getting started in that in a tangible way. I think that we we talk about dream work in such a conceptual way. And, and I wanted to have a dream coach on there uh, on the show so that we could offer some concrete direction for people to head in that they uh, for people that want to start working with their dreams more. And I asked Andrea, of course, to come back on the show because I knew that eventually, you know, we need to go diving in deeper into the dreamy realms together. And I was so excited because when she and I were catching up and connecting and talking about this, she brought up the most wonderful idea and asked if we could specifically go into working with our nightmares. And I, being the little Scorpio, you know, you know all of my my deep and dark placements. Uh, hell yes, is what I said. Um, I knew that this was going to be something that a lot of people would be interested in, even if it's not something they necessarily feel excited about. You don't have to feel excited to delve into your darkness. I totally, totally get it. And I still think it's something that would be fascinating to those very same people, because this is something that we all experience and really not, at least not many of us, I would venture to say, have a really solid practice for moving through nightmares. I think that a lot of us um, kind of go into some default settings when it comes to encountering that kind of uh, challenge in our life, you know, a dream, right? A bad dream. And so, and especially those awful ones, because I know every single fucking person listening to this has had at least one absolutely awful, awful dream that you're probably, you know, you just memory recalled right now. So make sure you're sticking around this week. Uh, that is going to be on tomorrow's episode. Andrea is joining us on that witch podcast for the gift of nightmares. And she will be our guest teacher and guide 
for intuition strength training this week. And she'll be doing a dream workshop for my students in that witch school. So full-time students, they're going to get access to join the live event, which is this Thursday, March 2nd. And that's going to be at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, Andrea is a digital nomad and she currently lives over in Vietnam with her partner. And um, she is, I think we've determined 13 hours ahead um, of me here in Colorado right now. And so we're doing a bit of a late night workshop, but for anybody that can't make it, as well as our part-time students. We are, of course, recording this workshop, this intuition strength training session, and that replay will be available to all full-time and all part-time students. And then all all of my next-door neighbors, you will also get in on all of the dreamy magic, and you'll be receiving the presentation slides from Andrea's workshop um, so that you can also get all of the value from that as well and start practicing working with your dreams as well. I am so excited. So if these are things that you are also excited about, interested in, fascinated in, make sure that you're listening to and tuned into the podcast this week. If uh, this dream workshop, this particular intuition strength training, this dream workshop sounds absolutely to die for to you as well. I highly, highly recommend joining us. Um, Next Door Neighbors, that enrollment starts at just $5 a month. Part-time students, they get access to all replays, any recorded event in that witch school. If there's a replay for it, part-time students get that as well as everything that next door neighbors get. And finally, our full-time students is uh, $30 a month is all for the total all access pass to everything, everything, everything. So, um, really jam-packing that witch school full of as much value as possible. So if you're interested in that, make sure you head to the show notes or thatwitchnextdoor.com slash enroll. And let's look a little bit into our forecast for the week. Now that we know what to what to expect on this week's agenda, let's look at the forecast. So this is for today, Monday, February 27th through Sunday, March 5th. And I don't know about you, but I know I sure as hell need one. And let's go ahead and take a moment to do a self check-in. I want you to, if it's safe and feels comfortable wherever you are right now, uh, you could put your hands together. You could put them on your heart, um, which is where they just feel most comfortable and right for me right now in this moment. If you want to close your eyes and that feels beneficial to you, you can definitely do that as well. No matter what, I would take a big, deep breath with me. Inhale. Exhale that all the way out. Let's do one more inhale, a little bit deeper. Exhale all the way out. And take this moment, just this moment, to check in with yourself, your mind, your body, your feelings, and your energy. 
Is there any discomfort? Is there any tension? Are there any anxieties? Are you having bracing thoughts, maybe due to the anxiety, maybe due to excitement? Check in with how you've been speaking to yourself today. Where are you at when it comes to really, truly being present with you? And answer these questions without judgment. I want you to always remember that a self-check-in comes from a place of sheer curiosity and observation. This is not a time to try and fix everything about yourself, point out your flaws. You're simply making note of any signs and signals that your body or your energy may be sending you at this time that maybe you've been a little bit too distracted to notice. And again, that's always without judgment. I'm the queen of being distracted. (laughs) So we are starting out with um, the moon in Gemini. We're going to dive right into the moon scope because now that we've done a a good self-check-in moment, we should be definitely tapped into moon and lunar energy right now. Um, That's definitely what gets activated in our charts when we dive into our feels, of course. Um, We're starting out with the moon in Gemini, and we're starting out with our first quarter moon in Gemini. That was exact today at 1.05 a.m. Mountain Time. This was exact at 8 degrees of Gemini. And uh, just for that time zone conversion, the this would have been 12.05 a.m. Pacific time, 2.05 a.m. Central time, 3.05 a.m. Eastern, and that would be 8.05 a.m. for our folks over in universal time zone. Um, we are starting off with this first quarter moon. So I think a big reason why a lot of what was coming through during the self-check-in may be, uh, you know, are there tensions? Are there insecurities? Are there anxieties? Some racing thoughts? I want you to know that all of these would be very, very indicative and reflective of a Gemini first quarter moon. When the moon in Gemini is squaring the sun in Pisces, We definitely can sense and experience a little bit of conflict, a little bit of friction between our mind and our spirit or our mind and our our feelings, okay? And you may feel like, man, why can't I get these two on the same page? Very classic scenario of my mind knows one thing and my heart feels another thing. This would be a very classic example of a conflict of uh, Gemini Pisces square. So I want you to move through this first quarter moon with some gentleness because this conflict, any kind of friction or discomfort that you're experiencing during a square, which is exactly what um, the aspect that creates the quarter moons, 
Um, anytime we experience that friction or challenge or conflict during a square aspect, it is for a reason. You can look at them as little signals, little, uh, indicator lights on your car. And what a perfect analogy because of the sheer amount of people, myself included, don't get me wrong. Um, I'm no saint about this at all. Uh, how many of us totally ignore things like that? You know, those little signs that something needs our attention and how often do we go? "Ah, Yeah, I'll get to that. I know. I know. I know. I will. I will. I have to do that. I got to remember to call on that. Um, that this would be a really great time to pay attention to, I guess what I would say, like the loudest of those signals, what seems to have the most urgency or priority for you. And are there a couple of those things that you can cross off the to-do list? Because I guarantee the sheer decrease in in the speed at which your, your thoughts and anxieties are currently racing um, is going to be great. You're there will be a significant weight lifted off with even just a few minor shifts and details and changes. That's one of the beautiful things about a square aspect involving Gemini is Gemini is so detail oriented. Um, You don't necessarily want to get lost in the details. That would be a helpful tip. But um, you'd be surprised that even the really small and what might seem like mundane can have really, really great impact on our overall mental health right now. So take that very much into your week. Our moon is then going to move tomorrow, uh, later tomorrow evening into Cancer, where it will stay until Friday the 3rd when the moon will move into Leo. And late Sunday evening, mountain time, uh, about 8.30 p.m. mountain time, the moon will move into Virgo. And depending on your time zone, we'll technically finish out and round out the week in uh, Leo slash Virgo moon, again, depending on your time zone. Now, this week is very, all Piscean weeks are so interesting, aren't they? I need a better adjective, but it is. And maybe it's just because I think astrology she is interesting. So I always look at these transits for the show and I'm like, ah, fascinating. <laughs> um, but truly, I do feel that way. We we have some, some uh, good ones this week that I was really excited to see and really excited to talk to everybody about. So namely, up first is going to be a conjunction on Wednesday the 1st between... Venus and Jupiter in Aries. This is going to take place at 12 degrees and conjunct means that these two players will be conjoined or merged with one another, okay? And become essentially um, functionally dependent on one another. That's, That's essentially what happens during a conjunction. And Venus is very, very much a planet taken with and an adept in relationships and an adept at at relating to other people. And Aries, the sign that Venus is currently in, 
Aries is very much kind of opposite a lot of those qualities. This makes a lot of sense because Venus rules over Libra, which is the sign opposite Aries. So it makes a lot of sense why we're going to see some opposing energy here. Uh, you may hear the term in detriment that that uh, Venus is considered to be in detriment in Aries. And this just means exactly what I said, that because Venus rules Libra and is now in the sign opposite that, it's as as far away from its home sign as it can possibly get, essentially. Um, in traditional astrology, this has been called detriment, that a planet, when it's in the sign opposite of what it traditionally rules, is considered to be having some challenge in how it functions. However, I don't ever want you to see this as, you know, hear that phrase or see a detriment and say, oh, that means it's going to be this really shitty time. It's, it's a really, it's actually a very similar concept to what we talked about with that square aspect just a little bit ago. It's a challenge, yes, um, and and very much so for a reason. And to me, the way I always interpret, always, always interpret uh, what are called the essential dignities, um, which the essential dignities is just a list, essentially, of the planets and what sign they rule, aka where they would be considered at home or in their domicile. The sign that is opposite that, which is where they are considered to be in detriment, and then we also have, um, it's kind of up for some fascinating theoretical debate, but we have a category for signs that they could be considered to be in their fall or in their exaltation. And those essentially just mean an amplification of detriment and domicile, respectively. A fall would be very similar. A sign, a planet being in a sign that it's considered to be in its fall, which is uh, Mercury moving into Pisces, I believe, is considered to be its fall. Um, this is kind of an amplification of being in detriment, that it's it's extra difficult for that planet to function in the sign it's considered to be in its fall. And on the opposite end, if that planet was in a sign considered to be its exaltation, it would be treated like royalty. We talked about this when Venus was in Pisces, because Pisces is Venus's sign of exaltation. And then as soon as Venus moves from Pisces into Aries, it's considered to move from its exaltation into its detriment. There is a whole episode that I'll link for all of you if you're interested in learning more about the essential dignities um, that I did last year. And uh, if you're interested in learning more in depth about those, you can go to the show notes now and, and learn all about those. I want you... And then for our intents and purposes of this moon day, I want you to view Venus in Aries as a, a very much needed dose of perspective shifting. The way I look at this is because the planet is not at home and it's domicile sign and it's about as far away as it can possibly get, right? From its home, because it's 180 degrees opposite on the wheel or on the chart. So it's about as far from its place of comfort as it can possibly get. Well, what does that look like for you? 
that's how I interpret it. You know, what, what does it look like for you when you're about as far from your comfort zone as, as you can possibly get? Well, is that always automatically a bad thing? Of course not. If that was always automatically a bad thing, it would be a bad thing to try new things and experience unknown and learn new ideas and and gain different perspectives from people. So this is why I do not like to look at those essential dignities in such a black and white manner of, of oh, Venus and Aries is going to be a rough fucking ride. Well, maybe, or could we try to look at, at a sign or a planet being in a sign of detriment as a new venture, an opportunity for new horizons, really broadening your borders. So what happens when Venus goes into the sign of Aries in, in my opinion and in my experience, we see a big amplification of connection to self um, and honoring of self. We also see a greater connection to people who facilitate our independence. And it's going to be really natural to feel really, really triggered by people that make us feel guilty for honoring ourselves, that that try to make us feel shitty for honoring our independence. Okay. So when Venus meets up with Jupiter in Aries this week, and then when Venus meets up with Chiron in Aries, just a couple days later on Friday the 3rd, Venus will also conjunct asteroid Chiron, known as our wounded healer, our trauma, and therefore our our wisdom through healing in this life. That's what that represents. Um, Honestly, this is an opportunity to claim your own path to healing to feel ownership, to take ownership and claim that over your own path to healing and whatever that looks like for you. We're all healing right now, loves, because everybody has trauma that they're working through on their own from their own past and experiences, as well as all the fucking collective trauma that all of us have been experiencing (laughs) the last handful of years. And that's an understatement. Um, I really see Venus in Aries bringing some, some ownership and accountability to this, to our healing, but bringing some adventure as well. Being willing to try new things in the name of moving on and moving forward, okay? Now, another very key player this week. Oh, and I forgot. Venus wanted me to ask you because this came through over and over and over again while I was preparing for the episode with everybody. Are you facing your shit? Be honest with yourself. Are you facing your shit? And what are you avoiding? Or what are you letting 
others dictate for you? How are you honoring others over yourself? And how can we fucking shift this for this Venus and starting in this Venus and Aries cycle? How can you start showing up for and honoring you? Don't let yourself down. I don't know if I've said this on the show. I've said this to a few of my friends and at least a client, I'm pretty sure, when I came across this on social media. I might be repeating myself on the show, but either way, it's very applicable here. I One of the parenting coaches that I follow, her name is Maggie with Perspectacles. And she shared this really, really beautiful perspective of that she shares with her daughter, um, you know, and her daughter is struggling with not knowing what to do, not wanting to disappoint other people, not wanting to let other people down, but not feeling necessarily right about what those people want to do, right? This awful experience that as parents, we have to teach our kids And that we just as human beings, whether you're a parent or not, we all have to learn and experience for ourselves. And what she said is, did you let yourself down? Because if you didn't let yourself down, then you did the right thing. If you showed up for yourself, then you did the right thing. And I thought that was perfect, perfect Venus and Aries medicine to bring into it's conjunction with Jupiter and Aries and Chiron and Aries this week. Now, our other key player this week is Mercury because Mercury makes a very important aspect in Aquarius right before it moves into Pisces. So on Thursday the 2nd, and they both happen on the same day, On Thursday the 2nd, Mercury will be conjunct Saturn at 29 degrees of Aquarius. And what is that like? I don't know. It's less than 12 hours later. We've got Mercury moving into Pisces. So right before Mercury ends its cycle in Aquarius and begins a new cycle in Pisces, we have this very, very important meetup with Saturn in Aquarius at that 29th degree. First and foremost, say what you mean and mean what you say. Okay? It's all Saturn's asking you to do. I know that it's so much more complicated than that in the moment, in a given dialogue. I totally understand that. And, and Saturn wants to remind you, it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. It doesn't have to be. You can say what you mean and mean what you say. And everybody involved gets to be responsible for their own emotions and reactions and responses to that. That is a very, very, very big reminder. Say what you mean, mean what you say, and then say nothing. (laughs) Not literally, but let me explain. When Saturn and Mercury meet up in this very intellectual, very cerebral, very progressive sign of Aquarius, Saturn, our chaperone, 
And I mean this in a good way. It's, it, Saturn is that accountability buddy that, yeah, of course, you're going to have some days that you roll your eyes and you're like, God damn it, I got to check in with my accountability buddy. That's Saturn. I get that. And you know, f- you know, and future you knows, and even right now you knows that this sets you up for success in the future. This makes things easier on you. This makes things more aligned for you down down the line, okay? And so don't necessarily look at that feeling of, of being held accountable or that feeling of needing to take full responsibility. Try not to look at it so much as a burden, even though it can feel that way, and that's totally valid. And try to look at it as I may be bearing this burden right now. This may be difficult in whatever way it is difficult right now. And I know, I know this is a decision for future me. I know. And I'm so confident in that. Um, And I happily take care of my future self. You know, we talk a lot about taking care of our inner child and our inner teenager, and going back and doing that nurturing, right? Are you saying fuck you to your future self all the time and not taking care of them? Because that matters. They matter too. Don't just say fuck you to them. Take care of them as well. And look at Saturn as your guide and your teacher, helping you learn how to do that most effectively for you. Now, when I say, say what you mean, mean what you say, then say nothing, (laughs) (laughs) What I'm talking about is Mercury's transition into Pisces later on that day. It doesn't mean literally, shut the fuck up, your words aren't valid. That's not at all. What it means is when Mercury goes into Pisces, number one, we learn about the value and, and role and purpose of silence and somatic work. And going within and probably more than anything else, nonverbal communication. That is huge, huge with Mercury and Pisces. Humans existed. I want you to hear this. Human beings existed for two and a half million years before written language to the best of our knowledge. Okay. I will definitely put that out there to the best of our knowledge in modern history and what we've learned and what we've currently discovered to date. We weren't writing anything down in written language for two and a half million years. We've got the paleolithic era and we have the neolithic era. And Paleolithic is an easy way to say that is like caveman times. Um, During our prominent hunter-gatherer existence, uh, living in very small nomadic clans and communities that traveled to, to food. They traveled for survival. Um we have like figurines, we have cave paintings and drawings, but we we don't have what we consider to be written language until I believe the earliest known are the Sumerians. 
And I want to, I want to say 14,000, 12,000 BC. It's been a little while. I'll need to brush up on my ancient. I did used to know that a lot more exactly. But my point that I'm trying to illustrate to all of you is I promise you, I promise you that there are so much of our existence as beings on this, on this earth, we have not, that we didn't rely on verbal and written communication. Is it of huge high value and importance? And I, am I so grateful for written and, and spoken communication? Of course. Um, or verbal communication? Of course. Uh, I, I'm fascinated by linguistics. I love learning about language. I love, I take words very seriously. All those, of course. And I know it is not the only way that we can communicate. And every time Mercury goes into Pisces, it's a reminder to get more creative in how we communicate with one another. So say what you mean, mean what you say then be willing to say nothing. Be willing to listen. Be open to other forms of communication in your relationships and connections with other people. All of these are wonderful tips to carry with you into a Mercury in Pisces cycle. Um, now I highly recommend looking all of this up in your chart every week when we go over the forecast, I highly, highly recommend using this episode as a time to get into your app or website or software, whatever it is that you use and pull up your current transits for the week and take a look at where all of this is happening for you in your chart. Getting to know these players in a collective and general sense is helpful and beneficial, but it really comes to life and is most practical and useful in your life when you understand the players in your own natal chart and how they're interacting with the current players that I'm talking about. And hey, if you're one of those people listening who you're at that stage where you're taking in the information, you know that astrology benefits you because this information really resonates with you on the show, you've really, really been wanting to learn your actual chart and your own placements, but you're avoiding it because it seems too complicated or your schedule seems too busy. Maybe you feel weird diving into astrology headfirst. And like, it's not for you. Like, like you have to be considered some astrologer. You have to have some end goal of wanting to be a professional astrologer. I, I want you to know that all of those are really common. And all of us, everybody who is learning and has learned their own birth chart experienced and still experiences all of those same problems, those, those external conflicts that, that keep you from something that 
you know deep down, and maybe even not the, that deep down, maybe you know pretty, pretty on the forefront of your consciousness that you're really interested in all this. You're really wanting to learn more about your chart and how to take the information that we talk about on this show and actually use it for yourself. That applicable astrology, you know, that we always talk about, really getting practical with it. Um, you know, the more that you keep yourself and and avoid just sitting down with your chart and studying, you're cutting yourself off. You're cutting yourself off from a part of yourself, from a part of your authentic self, from something that you just genuinely want to do, something you're genuinely interested in. And you're cutting yourself off from that. Think about how many times that happened to you when you were a kid, when you were a teenager, and somebody outside of you didn't support a maybe what seemed weird or quirky interest of of yours, you know? Are you doing that to yourself with your birth chart and with learning astrology? I just want you to I just want you to know that you're valid. And I really do get it. I really, really, really do get it. And I have experienced all of those issues that I laid out because, or that's how I was able to list all of those issues out because I experienced all of them firsthand. All those things happened to me and they happened to all of my colleagues and friends that have embarked on, on really learning their birth chart. Um, it is hard and, and you deserve it. And it's something you're really interested in. And it's probably something if you're listening to the show and someone who's working on strengthening your intuition in the first place and your intuition keeps pulling you and calling you to learning your birth chart and learning astrology for yourself. I'm just saying, you're cutting yourself off from that. And don't worry, I am currently uh, currently working on making the learning process much, much easier for everybody. I am so excited um, because next month I'll be officially releasing the entire full, uh, complete four-level pack of courses for Astrology with That Witch Next Door so that you can truly learn your birth chart at a self-paced speed, on your own schedule, on your own time, and in an actually digestible and useful and practical way. Um, Just like you've known to to love around here, um, that you've come to learn and and expect around here on the show. I'm bringing all of that into my levels one through four of Astrology with That Witch Next Door, which will essentially take you from knowing nothing about your birth chart to being able to actually start interpreting it and using it and utilizing it for yourself. So don't worry, it's coming. The help is coming. Uh, I just wanted to, I just wanted to offer that, that solidarity to you that like, if you're one of those people that listen to moon day, especially, and you're really wanting to learn your birth chart, but you've been avoiding it for for one reason or another, I just, I get it. I really get the struggle. And it's exactly why I'm working on making that process a lot easier for all of you. So 
thank you. Thank you all so, so much. Um, for listening to everything today. I don't worry. I, I'm not forgetting to pull our cards, but I almost did, didn't I? Um, let's, let's get comfy and let's pull a couple of cards here because we need it this week. We've got Venus in Aries getting us to ask ourselves some hard questions. We've got that, that pal Mercury up there doing doing its crazy, cunning, trickstery thing, isn't it? Um, I am pulling two cards today. And while I shuffle, I would love it if you would get um, nice and grounded and centered, get your weight as evenly distributed as possible wherever you're at right now. You can roll out your shoulders. If it's safe and feels comfortable, you can close your eyes. And I want you to take three deep cleansing breaths before we pull a tarot card and an oracle card for today and into this week, all right? So let's go ahead and take our first big deep breath in. Exhale that all the way out. Again, inhale a little bit deeper. Exhale a little bit longer. One more time. Inhale a little bit deeper. And exhale that all the way out. Right off of the bat. Oh my God, these cards are perfect. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you check your email for the week, the Cosmic Quickie, if you want to take a look at the imagery of the cards this week, uh, for the picture of the cards, you got to be subscribed to my email list. I don't even post that on Instagram, so make sure you're subscribed. If you want to see what the cards look like, now for our tarot card this week, we got the King of Cups, and I love the King of Cups in the Deviant Moon tarot deck here. Um, first of all, just the particular blues that this artist chose are just uh, perfect, just absolutely perfect. And so in line with a lot of the watery concepts we talked about today. Um, especially we're in the middle of Pisces season. King of Cups is here to ask you if you really feel like you are the master of your own emotions, because you are. Even when you feel like things are unpredictable and out of control and not going your way, the king's like, I know. As a leader, we're never promised smooth sailing. That's not a king's job, is it? What is a king's job? To create that stability, that, that foundation of dependence during times of uncertainty, times of challenge. This ability is within you. And this is such a big, strong message for Pisces season. 
because I notice that as soon as Pisces season hits, the a huge amount of people that suddenly go, I can't be held responsible or accountable for my own emotions. And here's the deal. Your emotions aren't wrong. How you respond to them, both outside of yourself and within yourself, that is your responsibility. And that is the responsibility that the King of Cups is here to remind you of. We can use that word responsibility and maybe just like we talked about a little bit ago, that feels like a burden, but it really truly is a gift. Kings do bear a burden, right? So many. An entire kingdom depends on a king and their rulership. I get that. And we know it's undeniable the benefits, the rewards that come with being the king. So don't forget that. Fix your fucking crown because it's up there. I promise. And as for our oracle card for the week, absolutely beautiful. Um, we pulled from the animal spirit book from, or the animal spirit deck from the wild unknown. And I'll read from the guidebook for you here. We got from the air suit, which is perfect because of all of the chatting about mercury we did today. We got the hummingbird. And the hummingbird's energy brings in such a welcome dose of uplifting perspective and outlook for our King of Cups message. I love the support it offers to our King of Cups message. So the hummingbird says, positive, enthusiastic, spiritually resourceful. Inside the tiny hummingbird resides an endless well of energy and positivity. The hummingbird's secret is that they have learned where to gather nectar and they return to these sources daily for nourishment and rejuvenation. This sacred elixir springs from many sources, but usually involves nature, creativity, and exploring spirituality. Follow the way of the hummingbird and you cannot go wrong. Every droplet of life becomes sweet, every moment worth savoring. When this energy is in balance, we're smart, curious, and love to learn. When out of balance, we're pushy, insistent, and sharp. Ooh, to bring into balance, take a class. Hi, Mercury. Love that message. <laughs> that was so aligned. I love that. Um, I really, really, really love the idea of reaching up, fixing your crown, remembering it's there, remembering you are the king of cups, my friend. You've got this. This You've earned this title and this role of king of your own emotional realm. Is it a burden to wield? Maybe, maybe. And bring in that hummingbird energy and remind yourself of what a fucking gift that is all of your powers and tools that you have, resources and abundance, all of these things that you have because you are the king of cups. Okay? Love, 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 
Love this message for this week. I think that this is really, really supportive for our astrology and our forecast and our energy for the week. Thank you all so much for your time today and every day. Again, like I said at the very beginning, I'm just so insanely appreciative of all of your love and support around here. Um, I hope that, you know, as I've been able to be with all of you here through the podcast during difficult times um, and challenge in your life, I hope that you've felt that love and that support from me that I send out to you um, because I absolutely, absolutely feel that love and support from all of you right back to me. And I'm so, so, so grateful for it. So truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you all so much. I cannot wait to bring Andrea back on the show tomorrow for the gifts of nightmares. Oh my God, which is again, especially after pulling these cards, going over the forecast for this week, fucking perfect episode. Again, if you want in on Andrea's dream workshop this week, which is going to be on Thursday, make sure you're enrolled in that witch school to get in on that magic. I appreciate and love all of you. Make sure you have a fun week. Stay safe, have fun, and stay magical out there, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that witch podcast today, I would be super, super grateful if you would take a moment to head over to Apple or Spotify and leave a rating and review. It really helps to support the show. Or if you just have a friend that you think would enjoy what we're doing, what we're talking about here, you can just share the show with them as well. Now, if you yourself like what you're doing here and you want to get more into the magic of the neighborhood, I highly recommend checking out my monthly membership, That Witch School. It's kind of like a witchier, more interactive uh, style of Patreon subscription where you can enroll at a tier level that fits your lifestyle and budget. You can get instant access to all of the bonus content that we've already done, as well as all of the future amazing to come bonus content that we'll be doing in the future together. There's exercises for strengthening your intuition. There are loads of resources for studying astrology and learning your birth chart. We've got guest workshops, bonus episodes, exclusive discounts, and so much more. My full-time students also get exclusive access to Mighty Networks, our private online community platform, which is basically like a way better and way more magical social media platform with a bunch of really cool people like you that just want to learn from and support one another on this witchy spiritual journey. If this sounds like something that you would really enjoy, head over to that witchnextdoor.com slash enroll and explore the tier level of that witch school that would fit you today. Now, if you have any questions after the episode today, any inquiries, show suggestions, anything you'd like to share with me, you can head over to that witchnextdoor.com slash conjure that witch. Remember, I'm just always right next door. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next episode.